Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. And today we're going to wrap up the series we've been doing on the six core needs, the model developed by Tony Robbins. Today we get to bring them all together and really have a look at how these six core needs play out in your life and the lives of the people around you. Now, as I've said before, the six core needs are the first one is certainty, next is variety, then we have significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. It's really cool to understand the six core needs because what we're getting insight into is one of the key drivers for human behavior. And knowing about it, we begin to understand how we can motivate ourselves by aligning the ways or the strategies or the behaviors we use to meet our six core needs with our goals, our aspirations, and designing really the type of life that we want to have. It also means that we can gain powerful insights into what is driving other people's behavior. So when we look at other people's behavior, we can start to wonder and get really curious about, hmm, I wonder which core needs this behavior is meeting. In a pandemic such as we've had now with uh, COVID-19, it's a, a fantastic opportunity to see how people go about meeting their core needs in very, very different circumstances to what they're normally used to. So we can see all sorts of odd behaviors coming out, such as hoarding toilet paper, which I suspect is a strategy to have people feel very high in certainty. It's something they believe they can have control over and they definitely want to have certainty that they won't run out of toilet paper in the middle of a pandemic. Another way we've seen people responding to the pandemic in order to meet their core needs is people embracing new technology or new for them. So they're starting to use online chat rooms or Zoom or WhatsApp or FaceTime or Google Meets to maintain connection with people because their normal ways of connecting aren't available to them if they're complying with the social distancing requirements that we've been asked to comply with in order to reduce the spread of infection. Meeting our need for variety in this context, however, has proven to be quite challenging for some people. So that's where we see people rebelling against the rules. Maybe they're going out and protesting about the social distancing rules, or perhaps they are just denying the whole threat of the virus and, you know, exposing themselves to greater risk of infection by ignoring the warnings and ignoring social distancing. 
regardless of what you're observing, you can see how it's an ideal time to get an insight into the behaviours that people will adopt in order to meet their six core needs. As a coach, when I'm working with clients, I also see the strategies that people have to meet their six core needs. So for example, one of the ways that a lot of clients I've worked with meets their core need for variety is through a strategy I call shiny new thing syndrome. So they are constantly looking for something new that they can learn or play with or bring into their business rather than focusing on something that they've already introduced and building their mastery on that. So they're looking for the next new thing, which in some ways can be good because it may promote innovation and development. However, when it goes beyond that, it moves into a a very unresourceful strategy. And when I say unresourceful, what I mean is, yes, it is obtainable. They can do the behavior. However, it's not really sustainable and it's not necessarily aligned with their overall outcomes that they want to achieve. Sometimes it's even downright destructive. In contrast, people who indulge in a resourceful strategy to meet their needs for variety might be looking at ways to have new clients in their business. That's a great way to meet your need for variety. So then they're looking at a constructive strategy that is sustainable and does align with their overall goals for success. You can also see this playing out in families where at the moment in Australia, a lot of parents have found themselves delivering education programs to their children at home because the schools have been closed. Now, the kids are not used to doing schoolwork in a home environment with their parents supervising them. So we know about a lot of uh, young people acting out and rebelling against having their parents suddenly assume the role of teachers or mentors. And that has led to some parents also not getting their six core needs met because now they're in a position where their children are rebelling against them or rebelling against learning. And they've had to confront, how am I going to meet my need for certainty? Because at the moment, there's too much variety going on with this teenager who's refusing to participate in class or with this preppy who just won't sit still long enough for the teacher to talk to them. So we can actually see how one person, like the child in this instance, meeting their core needs may in fact detract or limit the other person's capability to meet their core needs in a normal fashion. So again, this is where behavioral flexibility becomes really, really important. And remember that what we're talking about here are needs. They are not wants, desires, or nice to have. They are like oxygen. We must meet these needs. The only choice we have is whether we meet them resourcefully or unresourcefully. And as I've said before, if you're meeting them unresourcefully, it means you're meeting them in a way that whilst it may be attainable, it probably isn't sustainable. It's not aligned with who you want to be or how you want your life to be. And it may even be destructive. If you're meeting the needs in a resourceful way, then it totally aligns with your overall goals or your ambitions or your dreams for your life. And it also aligns with who you believe you are. It aligns with your values and beliefs. 
The behavior you choose is most likely constructive because it is ticking all those boxes off. The six core needs we're talking about, just as a little refresher for you, we're talking about the core need for certainty. This is the driver that gives us a sense of security, comfort and consistency. So when we hear people talking about their need for certainty, often they may say, I just want to be comfortable. And that's another way of saying, I want high certainty in my life. The second core need, the need for uncertainty, is where we get variety, challenges, adventure. It's kind of the spice of life. Significance, which is the third core need, is giving us a sense of importance. It tells us that we matter. We feel needed, wanted and worthy of love. The need for love and connection is where we feel connected to ourselves first and foremost and where we also feel love and connection with the people who matter to us and our community around us. The need for growth is a a development need. This is where we're moving outside of our comfort zone and embracing new things, growing, and it may be represented in our lives emotionally, intellectually, or for some people, spiritually. The need for contribution is where we're giving beyond ourselves to others, and we may be contributing to them by meeting some of their core needs. So some of the ways that you might contribute to other people is by giving other people significance. And you can see how that in turn is meeting their core needs. So when we look at all these core needs together, they don't operate independently of each other necessarily. So one core need can actually feed the other. The first four core needs we talked about, certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, are what's known as the personality needs. And for most of us, they are major drivers in our day-to-day life. And whilst we're meeting those four core needs, we quite often are also meeting our need for growth and perhaps even our need for contribution. So we get almost like two for one if we're strategic about the behaviours we introduce in order to meet our core needs. And being strategic about how we meet our core needs is really the big question. How do we do that? So one of the strategies that I recommend when I'm working with clients is have a look at some of your perhaps less resourceful behaviours those ones that maybe are old habits and you've just hung on to them, or perhaps it's the self-sabotaging behaviors you've noticed creeping into your life every now and again. And when you look at that behavior, I want you to ask yourself, which core need or which core needs could this behavior be meeting? So for example, again, if you were a person who had a goal to be fit and healthy. And as part of that, you said every morning, I'm going to get up and do an hour's exercise of some form. And then you find yourself rolling over and pushing the snooze button over and over again until you've got no time to actually get up and do the hour's exercise before you need to go to work or attend to the kids. You want to ask yourself, what core need is that behavior meeting that rolling over, pushing the snooze button core need. And I think for most of us, it would be certainly meeting our need for certainty or comfort, yeah? 
So we feel comfortable in the morning in bed and getting up is uncomfortable. We choose comfort over the commitment we had to our health and well-being through doing the exercise. And it also may be just that our goal of getting up every morning is a bit unrealistic too. But that's another question we'll get into when we move on to the next topic, which is where we're going to be looking at the five success principles, which are essential for setting your goals. But let's get back to the core needs here. So when you've got an unresourceful behavior, you want to be asking yourself, what core needs could this be meeting? So if we have an example such as I was talking about before, new shiny thing syndrome, How do you actually notice that you've even got that behavior? What I'm looking for when I'm working with a client is that they're very clear about having some specific goals they're going for, and yet they're constantly discovering new ways, new techniques, and changing midstream. So they might be using all different technologies. They might start with, say, using Zoom, and then they switch across and start using Google meet and then they switch across and start using a different type of system. So they're constantly switching and changing what they're using. And really, the improvements are not that significant in terms of their overall goal. Similarly, as a parent, you may find that you're one day using a particular approach or a particular style of communication with your children. You might be exploring active listening and being really responsive to them and encouraging their curiosity and then you notice that that takes up quite a lot of your time so suddenly you switch across to being autocratic and using punishment reward and trying a totally different discipline system and in the meantime your kids really don't know what's going on so we want to start to think about what, what is the outcome that I'm going for and how do I ensure that I can meet my core needs in a way that aligns with that. So I do have an exercise that you can download where you're going to go through and identify what are the current unresourceful behaviors I want to really examine and perhaps change in my life and get clear about how is it serving me in terms of meeting my core needs. When we know that, then you can start to ask yourself, what's another way I could still meet that core need, but the behavior or the new strategy actually took me closer to my overall goal? And that would be really cool. The second part of the exercise I recommend you do is that you actually rate yourself out of 10. So you look at your core need of certainty and you say, in my life at the moment, If one is, I'm not meeting the need at all, I have almost no certainty in my life, and 10 is, my belly's full, I'm totally satisfied, I've got enough certainty in my life, where would you put your score? And this is the time to be really honest with yourself, because if one or more of your core needs is a bit lower scoring than the others, you will have a bumpy ride. Think of it almost like a wheel where when you get 10 out of 10, the wheel's nice and round. But when you've got some that's perhaps eight or nine and some that's around one or two, there's not a balance there. So then you want to get curious about 
How else could I meet these core needs? What could I do that would resourcefully meet these core needs and still enable me to achieve the goals and ambitions that I have for my life? And in our relationships, where there's perhaps some behavior going on with someone else in your relationship, it might be your children, it might be a partner, or it might be a professional relationship. And you look at that behavior and you say to yourself, what core needs is this behavior meeting? And how could I support this person to actually have that core need met in a more resourceful way, a way that aligns with how we want our life to be, a way that aligns with our values, a way that is constructive and sustainable. Because remember, the only choice we get is whether we meet the needs resourcefully or unresourcefully. We're going to meet them. So it is definitely worthwhile identifying strategies and new behaviors you can introduce into your life that will satisfy your core needs and still give you the life you want. And sometimes we find ourselves in situations such as the pandemic and COVID-19 where it can be a bit challenging perhaps to notice how much certainty you do have in your life or how much variety or how much significance. And in those times, it's really important to reflect on how am I currently or how have I normally met those core needs and perhaps what's a new strategy or noticing and turning up where you're still continuing to meet those core needs. Perhaps it's in your daily routines. So some people have made sure they've kept some daily routine even though they're not getting up and going to work and in an office. They may still get up and get dressed as if they're going to an office and then go to work. So that brings certainty into their world, even in the face of the great uncertainty we're confronting with this pandemic. So be curious about how you can continue to meet these needs resourcefully, even in an environment or a context where really it can prove a bit challenging for us. Any behavior that can tick off four core needs becomes an addiction. So what our ideal way to live is to identify resourceful behaviors that will tick off four of our core needs and then we get addicted to them, which means they become habits and automatic. Ultimately, all dysfunctional behaviors pretty much arise from the inability to consistently meet the six human needs. By better understanding which of the human needs is the driving force behind particular behaviors, we can choose not only to make the changes in our own life, but also we can choose to connect and provide compassionate support to others who are perhaps stuck trying to meet a core need in a very unresourceful way. When we understand their needs and which ones they're trying to meet in any given moment, it can help us to choose and create new patterns that lead to lasting fulfillment and also to model those patterns for the people around us. Join me over the next episode as we move on from the six core needs and we begin to explore the five success principles. This is the way to build the life you want to have, starting with our be, do, have model, making sure that our six core needs will be met 
as we build our dream life, set our goals and ambitions, and then we'll move into how to actually set those up in a way that will increase our potential to actually fulfill our drive. So stay awesome. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.